I'm your host, Arrow Kopak, and you're listening to the podcast MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity. This is your weekly session with Ariel. And today we are going to discuss perspective. We're going to discuss how a detrimental perspective destroys. There's a quote by a Greek Stoic philosopher named Epictetus that kind of helps to set the tone for this conversation. The quote is this, people are not disturbed by things, but by the view they take of them. As I was building out my podcast, the final word I chose for the title was perspective. It's not final in order, but the final word I decided upon was perspective. As I chose this word, I had to really consider, is this something that you can master? And as I thought, can you really master perspective? I realized it's very much true, just as it is for personality and productivity, that the more you gather and the more you determine what fits or what you need, and the more awareness that you have, the more you become a master. Greater perspective gives you more tools, more moves, more flexibility, adaptability, more overall awareness. So yes, I believe it is something you can master, but not by mastering one perspective, rather having access to many. Increased perspective means broadened exposure, and that can lead to heightened awareness in many different situations. I want to talk with you about how a detrimental perspective can impact our views, attitudes, and decision-making. We're going to talk about many different perspectives as these episodes go on, but I think it's helpful to realize that not every perspective is a healthy one or a positive one or a valuable one. But even if it's not a valuable perspective, it is valuable to know that they exist and how they might show up for you or for someone else that you love, work with, are friends with, can see. These detrimental perspectives are the ones that tear apart relationships, businesses, lives. In alignment with my desire to be real and raw and authentic with you, I'm going to expose what I believe is probably one of the most detrimental perspectives I have had in my past. It was from a while ago, but it's the experience that I think back to whenever I might be struggling to understand where someone is coming from, or if I see their perspective as extremely detrimental, illogical, nonsensical. When I witness someone with a detrimental perspective, I think back to this experience and it helps me to understand and empathize when someone has a warped worldview. How do you identify when someone has a warped worldview or a detrimental perspective? It's usually pretty evident through the consequences, literally, emotionally, and relationally. A detrimental perspective is about often assuming a negative and believing that to be truth. Of course, I'm not saying that every negative perspective is a detrimental perspective or that it's not true, but oftentimes the detrimental perspectives that are false are coming from assuming a negative and believing that to be truth. It's often resulting in seeing everything around you as supporting that theory coming from a place of negativity rather than taking an objective view of the evidence around you. There's two ways to approach. You can look at the evidence and make an assumption, or you can make an assumption, then look at the evidence. 
The challenge as humans is that we make assumptions based on our bias rapidly fast and often without awareness. Then we may have a detrimental perspective without ever being aware of how it formed. And how is this awareness used? Well, when you have greater awareness of what detrimental perspectives might exist, which ones might be present, and how they might be showing up and impacting a conversation or a person, this creates greater empathy and understanding for where others may be coming from. Empathy not only leads to better relationships, but also to clearer communication, which I'm sure we all know leads to better conflict resolution. When you have a basis of understanding of someone else's perspective, you can speak to their lens of the world and not just your own. It becomes a very different conversation when you can see from the other person's lens, understand their perspective, even if you don't agree with it, but understand it so that you can speak to theirs and then reveal yours. So much of the content and inspiration for this podcast came from the wisdom that was drawn out from my clients as well as friends. If you have some inner wisdom that you know needs to be drawn out for you to act upon, discover, clarify, go to harnessyourhindrance.com and fill out the form to have a free coaching session. Let's get back to tapping into mastering your perspective. Let me tell you about my detrimental perspective that I had in my past and how I recognized it. When I was about 12 years old, my mom remarried and I love my dad. He adopted me. He is my dad. I loved him then. I called him dad before he adopted me, long before. And I knew that my mom loved me, and I knew that he loved me too. Yet somehow, fear crept in around that time. After I moved from Indiana to Wisconsin, suddenly I was fearful of not being wanted around by them. Suddenly everything was tainted by that view. If we had time apart, or there was a whisper, a laugh, a look, I interpreted every little thing as, see, they are happier without me around. I'm not even sure why this developed. There could be a lot of reasons why. And for anyone out there in the psychology field, I'm sure you could tell me why or have assumptions. But the point is, I let fear creep in. That fear, that voice of saying that I wasn't wanted around. And that led to me sulking and becoming easily angered. I was overly sensitive to everything. Let me re-clarify. My parents never said or did anything to affirm this. I just chose to see from that lens. I somehow believed they didn't want me around. And so every day, I saw and picked out evidence that affirmed that belief. This is a bit about how limiting beliefs impact your view of the world around you. We look for evidence to affirm the beliefs that we have. And when it's a subconscious belief or a fear, we almost never look for contradictory evidence. We just operate from our bias and from our belief. So we look for evidence to support that. Even if the evidence isn't really there, we can interpret it to affirm our belief. 
So this is what I did. I turned everything into confirmation that they didn't want me around. If they said, do some chores up at the house while we do some chores out in the yard, that was evidence that they didn't want me around. It sounds so silly looking back. You can blame it on me being a kid, but I see this pattern all the time in adults. I see this tendency in myself and in many others that I speak with because we all have that tendency to affirm and look for evidence of what we believe. How did I turn things around if I had this detrimental perspective? I wish I had this beautiful strategy of what to do when someone has a detrimental perspective. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but I can tell you from my own experience, from my detrimental perspective, one day I decided it wasn't worth it anymore. I decided even if this is true, even if they don't want me around, even if my fear is true, it's not worth this misery. Focusing on it, believing it, holding on to it, having all of my emotions and decisions being based on it, it's not worth it. I thought, I don't want to feel this way anymore. It's too exhausting. I'm tired of being angry and upset and fearful that every little thing confirms this to be true. I just don't want to be sad like this anymore or resentful or angry. So I decided to let it go. I decided it wasn't worth it and I was going to choose to let it go. So I did. I can't say it was an overnight success, but what I did when I chose to let it go was I stopped looking for the evidence that they didn't want me around. When I had the temptation to believe that every little thing was evidence that they didn't want me around, I couldn't necessarily fight it because I still had that belief there. But I just said, okay, I'm not going to let it get to me anymore. I'm not going to harp on it and obsess over it and let it put me in an emotional negative spiral. Just going to let it go. When I started doing that, when I stopped looking for the evidence they didn't want me around, I realized over time that it wasn't true because I stopped. When I stopped looking for the evidence, I stopped assuming every conversation that they had was about how they were happy without me around. And I stopped obsessing over every little thing and I started opening myself up more. Our interactions became lighter. I was sharing in the laughter with them instead of sulking back and staying away from the laughter. I started partaking in it. If I wanted to be with them, if I wanted to go on the errand with them, I would ask to come with rather than assuming they didn't want me to. And they would always say yes. Because again, the truth was that my fear wasn't true. I suddenly looked back one day and realized that my relationship with my parents had significantly changed, at least from my view. I don't think they knew. Actually, I know that they didn't know what was going on in my head. Once I no longer feared them not wanting me around, I was able to see that they actually did want me around. So why did it take me letting that fear go to see what was right in front of my eyes the entire time? This is the power of detrimental perspective. It's like trying to drive through life with a warped windshield. You can't see properly what's directly in front of you. And people are watching from the outside, probably thinking, why are you driving all over the place instead of driving straight down the road in front of you? See, from their perspective, it's a 
clear, sunny day. You're in the car, you're in the driver's seat, and the road in front of you is straight. So why don't you just drive straight? It's not that hard. It's not that complicated, right? We probably think this to ourselves, and we probably think this about others too. The road is right in front of you. You have a car that works. You're in the driver's seat. So you should be able to just drive straight. Challenges with you in the driver's seat, if you have a warped windshield, it doesn't look straight to you. You don't have the clarity of the sunny blue sky with the clear road right in front and you know to just drive straight. You see curves and confusion. It's warped. So you're driving all over the place, swerving, trying to avoid what you can't really see, seeing things that aren't there, not seeing what is, because you're driving with a warped windshield. The challenges in life are rarely what's going on outside. It's more so what's in between. Talk about the lens through which we see. If you're seeing through a warped windshield, it makes it really hard to drive straight. I encourage you to think about that. When you're giving yourself a hard time or someone else a hard time, take a moment to wonder, are they seeing through a warped windshield? Are you seeing through a warped windshield? Am I seeing through a warped windshield? Here are some questions to ponder. As I believe that we all at some point have a warped windshield. And some people may drive through all of life with a warped windshield. Doesn't mean you can't make it through. It just makes it a little more challenging to drive straight. Here's my question to you. How has your view of the world and relationships right around you been warped? As you think on that question, I'll propose another. What have you concluded affirms your belief without the objective evidence to back it up? If someone said, prove that what you fear is true, could you prove it? Do you have that objective evidence to prove it? What lens is hurting more than helping you? Another way to think through this might be on what road. Are you driving with a warped windshield? And that may be, that road may be a relationship. It may be a role at work. It may be a role you have in life. What road are you trying to drive down with the warped windshield? What have you assumed to be true? Only because you fear it might be. I'll leave you with this last question. If you let go of a warped view that you may be holding on to, what might you see on the road straight in front of you? If this story and these questions stirred something in you, please let me know. If the stirring has begun but hasn't been clarified yet, listen to this episode of these questions again. We all have perspectives that no longer serve us that can be replaced with a new, more uplifting perspective. They may not all be as detrimental as mine was at age 12, but we all have detrimental perspectives. The level to which their detriment may differ, but we all have detrimental perspectives formed from a bias, formed from a belief, formed from a fear that does not serve us well. We all have perspectives that no longer serve us that can be replaced with a new, more uplifting perspective. 
perspective that will allow you to more fully pursue that life-giving road that is right in front of you. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about the podcast, events, workshops, or coaching, visit harnessyourhindrance.com slash mp3. And don't forget to subscribe for the podcast mailing list on our website. I have three asks. I ask that you listen to at least three episodes of this podcast before giving a rating, but then please do. I ask that you share this with three people who may benefit from the conversation you heard today. And I ask that you capture your three takeaways from this content. You may always text message MP3 to 888-523-2494 to stay informed when new episodes come out. Again, thank you for listening.